The Rogue Ghost, Episode 6 There we were, right under the Empire State Building, when the Rogue Ghost decides to go full-on mystical. Watch this, he says, and boom, he transforms into a crow. And not just any crow, but the sleekest, most majestic bird you've ever laid eyes on. In a flurry of feathers and magic, he took to the skies, soaring against the New York skyline. Greetings, once more my friends, as we venture deeper into the labyrinth of enigmas and secrets that surround our quest. Recent events have brought revelations that tugged at the very fabric of history, and the elusive puzzle boxes are inching ever closer to our grasp. So, me and RG followed a clue that led us straight to the Partridge and Chance Fine Art Gallery, and let me tell you, we hit the jackpot. In that gallery, we stumbled upon photographs that dropped hints like they were confetti at a New Year's Eve bash. These photos were whispering secrets about something called the Spirit Desk, a bona fide masterpiece crafted from the wood of a fallen pear tree, the very tree that was our golden ticket on the puzzle box trail. But trust me, the journey of this desk was as mysterious as its birth. It was like following the trail of a mischievous ghost through a haunted house. We were about to unravel a tale as twisty as a roller coaster, and you better believe we were ready to ride it to the very end. The trail of the spirit desk, like an intricate maze of hidden passageways, unfolded before us, revealing secrets of its journey that transcended time and circumstance. We meticulously traced the desk's path, starting from its commission and the skilled craftsmanship of Elliot Partridge. It was a trail laden with unanswered questions, and one that ultimately led us to the head office of a prominent children's charity in the heart of New York City, a charity that had, in a recent grand gala event for benevolent causes, auctioned off this remarkable piece. Yet, veiled in shadows was the identity of the charitable benefactor who had bestowed this remarkable piece upon the organization. It remained a well-guarded secret, a puzzle within a puzzle that beckoned us to unravel its mysteries. Before making its way to the charity auction, the spirit desk had exchanged hands numerous times over the years, emerging in various antique auctions like a whisper from the past, beckoning to those who sought to uncover its secrets. Through the heart of New York City we ventured, every footstep echoing with our unyielding commitment to unearth the elusive spirit desk concealed within this sprawling urban jungle. Yet, our unshakable confidence would prove to be our greatest vulnerability, and it was not long before our hubris led to our inevitable downfall. Let me paint you a picture of the night that sent shivers down our spines. We waltzed back into our hotel one evening thinking we were the cat's pajamas, only to be met with a scene that could freeze the Sahara. Our stuff was scattered like confetti at a wild party, and it hit us like a slap in the face, our supposed safe haven had been breached. Complacency, it had become our middle name, and karma, well, she came knocking on our door. 
Now, the big question was, who had pulled this little stunt? Had the Cerberus Syndicate finally caught wind of our meticulous research and figured out that the Spirit Desk was the hottest ticket in town? Or was it a blast from my past, the Romanos, perhaps, or even worse, the bigwigs themselves, the Spectrus Order, the rogue ghosts' former employers? This intrusion, it was a game-changer, a perilous twist in the plot that turned everything on its head. But instead of folding, our determination burned brighter than a supernova. The darker the shadows they cast, the more we were ready to shine like a blazing star. We knew we couldn't stick around and play hide-and-seek with these troublemakers. So, with caution as our BFF, we hightailed it to another hotel, blending in like chameleons thanks to those nifty-hacked shimmer rings. And you better believe we kept the location of our new hideout locked up tighter than Fort Knox. The intrusion into our sanctuary struck like a thunderbolt, shattering the illusion of safety that had wrapped around us. It was a jarring reminder, the first time in my life on the run that I had felt so utterly violated. The weight of disappointment bore down on me, a crushing realization that my own overconfidence had not only jeopardized our quest, but had placed our lives in peril. What if we had been present in the room when the break-in occurred? As we settled into our new hotel room, the unsettling truth revealed itself like a sinister specter lurking in the shadows. The Syndicate Liberium, a recent acquisition was missing. While it wasn't definitive proof, all signs pointed to the Syndicate's involvement in the retrieval of their prized possession during the break-in. If that was indeed the case, it meant that they now possessed the very same knowledge that we had amassed regarding Elaine and Edward Partridge, as well as the enigmatic spirit desk, which was painstakingly plastered all over our research wall. Fate had dealt us a harsh blow, but I found solace in the fact that the Christmas card and the Rapirio remained safely nestled within my backpack, safe from the sinister hands of those who sought to steal our secrets. Well, I couldn't just let a mystery slide by without getting to the bottom of it. RG and I were on a mission to uncover the identity of our uninvited guest. He was quick to make it clear that we couldn't pin this little escapade on the borrowed Liberium or the Rapirio for leading anyone to our safe space, as his trusty enchanted glasses would have flashed a neon, no-go sign, if they were the culprits. Nope, this had to be something else entirely. So, I put on my hacking hat, and in record time, we had our hands on the CCTV footage from our previous hotel. And there it was, shining like a diamond in the rough, our friendly syndicate agent, with a face that looked like a bruised banana, bruises we definitely didn't gift him, by the way. It looked more like he'd been in a tango with his higher-ups, probably for the grand act of losing that precious wand and magical compass. Now, this didn't seem like a full-scale Cerberus syndicate operation, it felt more like a, forgive the pun, lone wolf scenario. How he managed to track us to that hotel. Well, he probably used the same good old-fashioned method that I employed to find him, no magical compass, no enchanted glasses, just some good old cyber hacking. We must have been plastered on CCTV cameras all over the city, like we were starring in our very own episode of America's Most Wanted. Not only did he reclaim his magic wand, but he hit the jackpot, and I'm not talking about a slot machine in Vegas. This guy probably earned some serious brownie points with his syndicate bosses by snagging the lowdown on the spirit desk. He was back in their good graces, no doubt about it. 
But let me tell you, when you start waltzing through the magical world of enchanters, it's easy to let regular technology take a back seat. Guilty as charged, right here. I was all starry-eyed with the magic, but not anymore. The rogue ghost will handle the mystical side of things, and I'll take the wheel when it comes to the tech. It's all about finding that balance, so consider me the guardian of all things digital, ready to crack the case wide open. Time now pressed upon us like a relentless adversary, urging us to abandon our newfound sanctuary. The quest to locate the enigmatic spirit desk led us to the revered halls of Parkview Auctions, a distinguished auction house nestled in the heart of New York City. Armed with Runeweaver's bag of electronic devices, complemented with a remarkable magical creation crafted by my beloved angel, a music box capable of bewitching security alarms and cameras, we found ourselves well prepared for the challenges that lay ahead. The music box, a testament to my angel's ingenuity, was the perfect complement to our unique set of skills. In a world where the Cerberus Syndicate now employed both conventional and supernatural means, this enchanted device would become a vital addition to our ever-expanding arsenal. So, with caution as our steadfast companion, we embarked on a daring mission, shrouded by the cloak of darkness, our unwavering determination guiding our path as we ventured deeper into the heart of the auction house. As we delved further into the intricate workings of the auction world, a revelation of profound significance sent shockwaves through our investigation. The most recent custodian of the spirit desk was the Apex View Law Group, a prestigious firm whose opulent offices found their home within the iconic Empire State Building, a building we have frequented recently in our quest. We found ourselves on the brink of yet another heart-pounding mission, straight out of a high-stakes thriller. Infiltrating the law firm's headquarters nestled within the towering confines of the Empire State Building was our next formidable challenge, a task that demanded unyielding determination, stealth, and nerves of steel. Under the cover of darkness and guided safely by the Rapirio, we slipped into the intricate web of corridors and offices within the iconic skyscraper, our every move synchronized and purposeful. I carefully wielded my angel's enchanted music box that temporarily disabled the security cameras and alarms. Each note played served as our shield against prying electronic eyes, allowing us to move undetected until we found ourselves in the lobby of the Apex View Law Group. Our path forward, however, was obstructed by the unyielding presence of solid locked doors. So there I was, thinking I could work my technical wizardry on those imposing stubborn doors, believing that I could just whip out my impressive arsenal of skills, and, voila, we'd be inside faster than you can say, open sesame. But those electronic door locks were tougher to crack than a bank vault. Every ingenious trick I had up my sleeve was met with a resounding, no entry. Now, the rogue ghost, always one with a plan up his sleeve, he had a solution. He said our best shot at swiftly gaining access was to take a peek inside through a window, giving him a visual anchor to conjure up a personal traverse and break through the law firm's security like a total boss. But here's the kicker, the only windows in that lobby were these frosted glass bricks that might as well have been cast in solid steel. They were staring us down like they were in on some secret joke, taunting us with their opacity. Trust me, it was like trying to see through a brick wall.
with a heavy heart, I found myself considering an alternative path, one I had been reluctant to tread, especially with the unyielding pursuit of Cerberus Syndicate agents tracking our every move. Desperation was the driving force behind my decision, an unyielding need to gain insight into the inner sanctum of the law firm. We retreated to the safety of the lobby, each step marked by caution, our senses acutely tuned to any signs of lurking syndicate agents. The Rapirio, our ever-vigilant guardian, signaled the absence of immediate threats, offering a glimmer of hope in the midst of uncertainty. It was time to act, and I made my choice. In a swift and decisive moment, I embraced the transformation, assuming the guise of my crow persona. With a surge of potent magic, I ascended into the skies, my wings slicing through the chilly February evening air. Alongside the towering silhouette of the Empire State Building, I soared gracefully, the sensation of flight an exhilarating reminder of the freedom that had eluded us for far too long. In mesmerizing circles, I flew around the building, searching for the coveted windows of the Apex View Law Group. A mere glimpse inside would suffice as a visual anchor, enabling me to conjure a personal traverse and infiltrate the premises. My crow's eye view brought me close to the desired windows, and with a swift descent, I rejoined Runeweaver, bidding farewell to my feathered form. Yet, even as I transformed back into my enchanter self, the nagging realization lingered that my earlier metamorphosis had likely alerted the Cerberus Syndicate to our presence. Time had become an increasingly scarce commodity in our pursuit of answers. From my trusty backpack, I retrieved an aged bronze door handle, an artifact carefully chosen during a past escapade with my angel. This handle would serve as my conduit for opening a personal traverse. With the view I gained from the large windows high above us, firmly planted in my mind, I closed my eyes and extended the door handle, chanting softly and deliberately. As my incantation took hold, a rift in reality materialized, a doorway to the law firm's inner sanctum. Without hesitation, Runeweaver and I swiftly stepped through this impossible doorway, emerging inside the offices of the Apex View Law Group. The realm of intrigue and secrets awaited us as we searched each and every room. Let me set the scene for you, because it was a moment that could make your heart skip a beat. Right there, smack dab in the heart of the fancy head honcho's office, we came face to face with the holy grail of our quest, the spirit desk. Can you believe we had been in such close proximity to this prize without even realizing it during our previous encounters with the Cerberus Syndicate while giving them a whirlwind tour of the Big Apple? This desk, its carvings, they weren't just carvings, they were like a centuries-old Instagram feed, each groove and line serving up a story hotter than the latest gossip. But here's the kicker, the star of the show, on each side of the desk were partridge bird carvings. They were like the crown jewels, the secret sauce that held the key to unlocking the desk's mysteries. Picture this, a total of 64 identical carved birds, perfectly lined up in a grid pattern on each side. It was a sight that practically screamed, look at me, I've got the answers you're craving. So, our first thought was, this has to be some fancy combination puzzle. With bated breath, we started poking and prodding those bird carvings, trying out more combinations than a locksmith on speed dial. But let me tell you, that desk was like a vault, it wouldn't budge. That's when I realized that this wasn't your ordinary combination lock. 
This was a puzzle that needed a special code or key to unlock that cryptic arrangement of partridge birds. Oh, it was a task that would test our smarts and creativity like never before. As we meticulously examine the desk's surface, my gaze fixated on a peculiar carving adorning its top. In an elegant, intricate typeface, the word spirit was artfully etched at the center. Just above it, a simple yet compelling carving of a mountain, with a radiant star perched atop its peak caught my attention. My fingers traced the precise right-angled lines of this mountain, and in that moment, the pieces of the puzzle began to align. It struck me like a bolt of lightning, the Christmas card could be the key we need. So, I placed the card onto the desk, carefully nestling it within the confines of the carved mountain. A mesmerizing transformation ensued. A radiant circle materialized on the desk, encompassing both the mountain carving and the word spirit. Two luminous lines, resembling molten lava in their flow, surged forth from the circle. They raced across opposite sides of the desk's surface coming to rest on two of the intricately carved partridge birds. With synchronicity that seemed almost supernatural, Runeweaver and I pressed our fingers simultaneously to the illuminated birds. As if guided by some unseen force, the glowing lines then moved on to other partridge birds, highlighting eight on each side of the desk in total. The desk itself seemed to respond to our touch, revealing yet another layer of its hidden mysteries. So, picture this, our fingers, delicate as a feather's touch, caressing those eight chosen partridge bird carvings. It was like we were dancing with destiny. And then, bam! In response to our synchronized touch, the room seemed to hold its breath, like we'd triggered some magical switch. A hauntingly beautiful melody began to fill the air, as the Christmas card began to serenade us. The tune, it was familiar, like an old friend, echoing the first line of the Christmas song that had been our guiding star throughout this wild quest. But hold on to your hats, because the magic didn't stop there. That circular section on top of the desk, it started to rise, like it had a mind of its own, revealing a hidden compartment beneath. It was like witnessing a fairy tale come to life, and we were about to dive headfirst into the enchanted treasure trove it revealed. With bated breath, we gazed upon the revelation before us. Nestled within the compartment lay our long-sought prize, a small wooden cube. Its unassuming appearance belied the potential mysteries it held within, a testament to the intricate craftsmanship that had gone into its creation. This was the first puzzle box, a tangible representation of our progress on the winding road of our quest. But our moment of triumph was fleetingly brief, for as the spirit desk began to reset itself, the Rapirio, our mystical compass and guardian, vibrated with a frantic urgency. Its pulsations were like an ominous drumbeat, foretelling the imminent arrival of several Cerberus Syndicate agents. They closed in on us, their relentless pursuit was like the tightening coils of a serpent. Time hung over us like a blade, and in that precarious juncture, I conjured a personal traverse, creating a doorway that would whisk us away to the sanctuary of our hotel room. Our discovery of the puzzle box marked a notable victory, yet the true climax of our journey lay in wait within the confines of the humble Christmas card. A radiant star had appeared on the front, a celestial signpost signaling the completion of our first quest. 
but it was what lay concealed within that held the key to our next steps. As we opened the card, a new riddle materialized before our eyes, a cryptic message etched in magical script. It was a revelation that promised to be our guiding light, illuminating the path toward the elusive location of the second puzzle box. In a city of love's enchanting view, begin the quest where two turtle doves coo, near iconic waters where lovers are locked in romance anew. We knew that deciphering these enigmatic words would be our next formidable challenge, propelling us further into the heart of this intricate puzzle. Until next time, my kindred spirits, keep the flame of belief ever burning.